Across the Margin, the podcast, where we take you beyond the margin, behind the scenes of the online magazine and deeper into the stories. Um, I have with me today in studio uh, Chris Thompson, who uh, who was the co-host of, of Beyond the Margin for our first 12 episodes and, and just moved to Portland, and he is back in studio right now for a visit to New York. Welcome, Chris. Great to be here, Mike. It's good to be back. I did, um, it's great to have you back. Yeah, I, 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 I did one without you. Yes. Um, it was an interview uh, remotely. I did it with Rhea. Um, she was in LA. Was, we wanted to talk about Seneca Rebel, her release, but uh, I'm not uh, ashamed to say I miss you very much. <laughs> I, miss, here. And, I miss you too, Mike. It's, yes. It's, and you know, it's, I mean, we kind of said goodbye in the last one, um, in exactly. the last one, but like we also knew this was coming because Chris is in town. Uh, by the time this is released, early next week, this will already happen. But we're doing the Brooklyn Book Festival this weekend. We got a booth down there. We um, yeah, we're just it's we love this event. We've been going for years, and, and and we've always wanted to be a part of it. Now that we've gotten into publishing, and you know, even before then, we're like we're perfect for this. This is you know we we put out. All the stories you put out and everything. Just it's such a cool event. So hopefully we rock that. We rock. Oh, that. I'm sure we will. Yeah. I know that we've been talking about all this and we're prepared to get the word out for across we the margin. We have, one thing we're excited about is we have um, a tank of helium and some balloons. But for our literary swag, and our literary, well, it's you know, there's kids there. We want kids to be happy too. So Who doesn't like a balloon, Mike? No, but, you, you but there, there's something went wrong. Something went terribly wrong, um, and that we got these. Uh, we have these shirts with this great image that you created, Chris, right. and it's it's kind of like you know we look at a lot of our stories and our and our website is something that's amazing to read for, for some weekend reading, and um, so it's like a cup of coffee. The image is a cup of coffee with a steam rolling off it, and the steam rolls out and says across the margin. So we we've had those shirts for a while that we've we, we've shared with people who've supported us, and and, and we're selling some um, uh, tomorrow, which will probably be yesterday for when we release this. Uh, I, I'm not going to overthink that, that one. Let's not, not get too temporal here. Yeah, yeah. We'll be selling some t-shirts that have a great logo. The, the, the logo, designed. but yeah. so the balloon the had that yeah. logo. I don't I ordered these balloons. I ordered 500. I don't know what I was thinking. Like 500 balloons is a lot of balloons. The you never tank, have enough balloons, the, But the helium tank we just got was, you know, it's big and it like only does like 50 balloons so right. we would so need 10 of those for, all, for my balloon order <laughs> alright right, but the moral of the story is the balloons um, they, they, they messed up it wasn't me I swear that there was a promise that it would be in time but I will have 500 across the margin balloons 
on next Wednesday <laughs> to do whatever I want with. Three days after but, the book fest ends, yeah, yes. Well, you know what, Mike? All the people who support us, we're going to ship you some... They don't de- want balloons. We're going to ship you some deflated balloons. So. They don't want balloons. We got them. And, but, yeah. I mean, I mean, this is... It's not like this is going to be our last event. No, and, of course uh, not. It's just the beginning. It's, you know? Of course. But in... in, in you know, now I'm going to be looking for events. Right. I got these balloons right. burning a hole right. in my pocket. Exactly. Like yeah. I got to do. We're going to have about 500 of them. You know. Yeah. So. It's. Yeah. It's they're cool, man. But but we're still going to have balloons. Yeah. Well, right. listen, Mike. I just want to say it's exciting to be back here in New York City. Yes. Welcome. It's been uh, six thousand miles since I've last seen you. I drove across the 6, country. So wait. And I flew back. Talk? So, oh, yes. so you did the back and forth there. Yeah. I was like, your math. Because I know, right. what is it? East to West Coast is about 3,400 miles. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, well, I, I drove just I about 3,000. Okay. You know, and maybe maybe the way the crow flies and JetBlue flies, maybe it's, you know, I'm rounding up to 6,000. 6,000 is a good number. Can we, can we use 6,000? Let's say, uh, let's just say I would walk 5,000 miles, Mike, just to be back here <laughs> in front of a microphone with you, okay? Who walked um, no, so it's great to be back. Welcome back. Welcome back. And, and, you know, doing, well, doing that podcast with Rhea, it was, it was kind of an experiment in how we can do it remotely. There is right. a little bit lost, um, you know, listeners who, who listen to the uh Last one with Rhea. It was good, good pie. It was great to hear her influence. She has so many cool screenwriting stories and all. All you know, it was a lot her of fun to hear. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, she yeah. she worked with some amazing people. But she it was, was uh, talented. Yes, it was it was you know fun to hear her talk more about the passion for Seneca that that inspired us to wanna wanna release that book. But yeah, um, her passion for the book is 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 really great. Just you know? the project as a whole, the uh, yeah. all the ideas behind the expanded world of Seneca, right. but. Which we'll also be offering at the the book fest, which is great. Because we're going to be sold so, out by by yeah. the time people hear this. But um, it was kind of fun to try the whole do because like I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'll admit I'm a bit of a podcast junkie. Um, you know, and there's if barely a Joe Rogan I'm going to miss it unless he's talking about martial arts. I'm, you know, Duncan Trussell's my man. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm out there. Even like television show ones, sure. if there's like recaps, like the, sure. the, you know, it's I'm, yeah. I, they augment some of your experience. I do now, all. So. I do TED Talk ones. I'm, 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 I'm out there at the podcast. But, but, but we're not the only people it, doing remotes, you know. It, but when they so. do it, I, I always feel like those. The, there's something lost sure. there, and I got to. And I've never done that, and I, I experienced it firsthand. There is something lost there. There's something, and it's only. It's minimal. It's only in that like second in between. Of course. But there's a flow thing that's definitely it, it creates a choppy experience, and, but it's not that bad. And like I look forward to us trying to perfect it because I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'll, I'll be damned if we're not going to be talking on this podcast together in some fashion, you know. And I hope, and I'm hoping that you, um, you know, man the mic as I'm going to be man the mic here out on the West Coast. Right. We'll have some bi-coastal podcasting going on. Yeah, right I mean, now, so. then now you have the access to all the writers, right. artists, storytellers, and just interesting people. I want, like... The undiscovered uh, country of writers out in Portland, uh, you know? Yeah. So, uh, in the greater be, Pacific Northwest, you know? In the, so. in the entire Pacific Northwest. And we've had... We've actually published a couple... More than a couple authors from that area. Yeah, we have several, yeah. Even, um... Yeah, no. So, a lot of poets. Dope poets from, yeah. um... Very good. From where you live now. and. Yeah. And so, like, there's a lot for you to tap into, and that. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, our sites like 
excuse me, a literary side and, you know, a lot of arts and culture, but, um, I just, I, I, like, I just want this podcast to be as open as it can be. Like right. what anyone interesting to talk to, I mean, cause that's a story. Like, it's like, I want, I, I, I want to use the idea of our podcast as a storytelling thing as loosely as possible sure. and just have fun people in here and, and, and on both co- both coasts and just, just keep the conversation moving just right. so we can just talk about all kinds of big ideas and, 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 and fun stuff and right. interesting, interesting stories. Yeah. So. You know, I mean, New York city and Brooklyn in particular has been my home for almost 10 years yeah. and it was sad to leave, but I've, it was also very exciting because of the fact that I get to meet new people totally. and we get to have new experiences and we get to maybe open up the world a little bit. To oh, across you have so. to across the margin too, but right. for yourself personally, and myself you, personally, you have not lived anywhere but the East Coast. Am I right about that? My whole life, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it. I mean, it was. It, it's. It's good. It's time. It was. It's. You have to experience different places. I agree. Well, that was about, that was my whole thing coming here ten years ago. You know, I wanted to get out of the suburbs. You were in wanted, Connecticut. Well, I was which in my hometown. Is, as close as it is, it's Listen, light years away. And yeah, I was living in the house I grew up in. Yep. And I was going to buy it for my parents before I met my wife. And I came down here to New York City, and my life took a complete detour. You were going to buy. You're like. This is it. I can buy this house. I'm right. going to live right here. I was going to live sound... in the house that I grew up in, and I was going to go from my bedroom to my parents' and bedroom. And anyone who's done that, yeah. I get it. It's, it's um, I, I, I'm not shitting on that. I'm not... No. Anyone who, does, anyone who loves their place, I'm not shitting on that. It's not... I don't get it, but I'm not shitting on it. Sure. Like, I I think there's something to... And I, I, I think something came of it when I, was, I grew up in Connecticut with... You know, in Chris's hometown, we actually... We weren't that close growing up. We knew each other. Right. Um, we went to 4-H camp together. We went to 4 That was amazing. <laughs> I, I, can we do a 4-H podcast? Let's I have so it. many memories. Let's that are so, Let's find those it, cool it actually, It actually helped define me in ways. I, I actually went into environmental sciences, and I think a lot of it was like a lot of the out, outdoor experiences I had yeah. um, there. But I was ripped. <laughs> I like to use the word ripped. Like pulled out of... Um, out of my comfort zone, or not that early, but uh, my father lost his job in Connecticut, um, and we were forced to move down to Virginia. And that's when you left our hometown. That's when, when I left your hometown. Out. So it was yeah. middle of high school. So you're like really established in your thing. And luckily, um, I had two older siblings run go through this high school. Um, you know, and they were popular, and like so. Sure. When I got there, it was easy road. I didn't like. You know, have that right. tough transition from eighth grade to high yeah. school. It was like, you, yo, there's you another didn't even shield. Go to our high school, you went yeah. to a Catholic school, right? Yeah, I went to so, a Catholic school. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that that definitely shaped my. <laughs> that's a different podcast. Yeah, yeah. another different yes. podcast. Yes, you see that you hear that. That's, our, that's our Catholic Did guilt you hear podcast. That toe, Mike? Or Catholic angst, Catholic yeah. angst yeah. podcast. You hear this voice change? Anyway, but, um, so listen. But so I was taking out of it and and. I remember moving down to Virginia, and it was like the worst thing in in, in that like youthful angst period of time that could ever happen to a human being in my mind. You know, perspective is. You is, thought you knew how things were going to be going for the next few years, and then just you know, I was I literally was the kid at the lunch table for six months eating by myself, and like straight up, right. literal, not no no exaggeration. 
that's that was what happened and and you know there was I'll, I'll never forget the people who like came and sat next to me and were sure. like yo what's up because like by the time you get to junior year your cliques are established oh yeah they're and so set. like when yeah. I got there and like they were like everyone was their thing I would have done the same thing I would have been caught up my own thing back in of course but no time for this yeah what I'm saying is that was at this point in my life one of the best things that's ever happened to me because like it forced me to uh, adapt, get used to change, realize that I was in a sheltered environment, that I wasn't exposed to different things, that there was more out there. And, 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 and by the time high school left, I met the friends that are, became my lifelong friends. And, and, and I was, I was, I learned to adapt and, and like, I remember getting to college and, in. Like, you know, I could see some people struggling. And like, I just did that. Sure. And like, this is like, what? Like, walking around and like being by yourself, like right. in college, like with no friends. Like, that was like, I got this. Yeah. It's, it's fine. I'm like, met friends like that, uh, probably because everyone was looking for friends and yeah. beginning of college. But like, it just, it was like an easier experience. And what I'm saying is, that change is one of the best things for me. Right. So change is good. And, yeah, and, and you, have, you you must be enjoying this change. I mean, it sounds to me like your change happened earlier in your life. And maybe it stuck with you and influenced your future, you know, yeah. in a positive way. So what you maybe saw as a negative when you were younger and you didn't understand the bigger picture now has served you very well going forward. And you've made some great friends and it's easy for you to maybe interact with people and, yeah. you know, try new experiences. Because you've, t- you've, you've tested it in the past and you know what it feels like and you're comfortable with it. Whereas for me... You know, I had a bit of a sheltered existence, you know? I mean, I, I made decisions that I thought were safe, you yeah. know, and made sense. And I Why? Why do you really, think? You know, I, I think just, it was a little bit due to my upbringing, too, you know? I mean, I, I feel like in some in some ways my parents were the same way, you know? It was a bit protective, you know? Yeah. And uh, I have my own little bubble. My parents never left their hometown. It's not like I went to the same high school as my though. parents, you know? Like, all my I went to the same high school as my Did they uncles. go to Massachusetts High? Yeah. Wow. I, I, one, my math teacher, my aunt had, you know, and she's like 20 years older than me, you know? So, I mean, I, I, get, I bet that guy's still there, you wow. know? So, but the thing is that, you know, I think that in my family, everybody, no one moved away. So, you know, I, I went away to college up in Vermont and I lived in Connecticut and that was like three and a half hours away and that was just far enough yeah. to be safe, you know? Um, and then Yeah, it's far, far, like my college was four hours from where my parents were living at sure. the time, Virginia, and... uh it's far enough to be like you're you're out there, yeah, but, they but can't it's just close to, in. Yeah. yeah, but it's close yeah. enough to like yeah, yeah. this shit goes I down. I can just hours. I can yeah. just go home and, yeah. and, and and nestle in the right. comfort of my my yeah. parents. Do some laundry or something nest. like that, you know. Get, you know yeah, nice home cooked meal. Eat, 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 you know, eat my dad's pasta. But the, the 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 idea for me was that after I left college, I came back home and then I got I got a good job and I was like, all right, I'm just gonna stay here. You yeah, know? and then were you living at home? No, no, Not no. Once, once I came back from college, I, I, yeah. I moved in with some some kids from high school who never left, never really left, you know. Okay. And some of my mutual friends, you know, I, I lived with them in Hartford, Connecticut, yeah, you know, yeah. and like, you know, I was young and single and I partied, you know, and went to yeah. bars and, you know, had a good job and had all this money. So, but then your idea was to, I like this, you know, I would like to talk about sure, this great, great, yeah. fourth world, like this dynamic now, I feel like I'm interviewing you instead of ghosts. No, no, not more than fine. This is fun. Yeah. I just it's it's just great to have you here is what yeah. I'm saying. But it's um so you you were living with some buddies and like all of a sudden you're like you, your parents may be moving, you're like, I'll buy this house. Yeah. I'll stay yeah. here. Dude right. wasn't Well, I, I was living with some friends and then, you know, I got a little bit older and I met a girl. Yeah. You know, and then I moved in with her 
and that didn't work out. And yep. then I went on a bit of a uh, uh, cross country musical drinking bender and just like, you know, I was a little jaded. So I went to like all these concerts and I went and visited all these people all over the country and my friends and ended up in Las Vegas and I met my wife there. That's where you met Ty, that's right. Yeah, and then I met my wife there and then, uh, you know, we started dating long distance and then. You know, I was like, well, I want to move to New York City. I want to, like, you know, be something bold, do something different before I get stuck. I don't want to say stuck, but before I end up with a mortgage or the house totally. I lived in. You feel there's, like, a breaking point right. where, like, if I don't do right. this now, which is bullshit, right. but it, right. it does. You, you, you can't help but feel that. I was getting to that point where, you know, maybe it happened to you when you were younger where you were challenged to sort of step outside your comfort zone and do something that you would you But you got to do it in a cerebral way, like yeah. an actual um, decision. Right. Like, instead mine, of mine being, like... A lot more, Cerebral. It was it was a slow burn, you know. Yeah. And then, but you know, I did it later in life. You know, I, yeah. I did it in my in my late twenties, and then you know, I, and then I got down to New York City, and I was there for almost ten years. You know, I got married and had a kid, yeah. and then together with my wife, we were like, let's let's really throw some caution can... to the wind. Let's move three thousand miles away. And Absolutely. Let's start over. It was it was fun to watch because yeah, yeah. you guys decided like. That, yeah, right? it was like less than four months or something yeah. like that. We were, and that last month was fast. But you know, we have a kid now, so we're like, you know, like let's make let's make a bold decision on our mutual beliefs. Yeah, and our, you know, our, an ethos that we both believe in. You know, that is maybe a little bit contrary to what we think we may be believing in here. You know, so yeah. and you know, let's look really deep down inside mm-hmm. of us and really take stock of our lives. And now that we're getting older you know and we're you know we're a family and we make, make decisions that actually affect our daughter also in a benefit in a positive way so you know if for me a lot of these choices came later in life for me yep. and they were scary because as you get older you get a little bit more entrenched maybe you get a little bit more established maybe um you take on you know more responsibility make it hard to leave so and but I did it and I'm so happy you know yeah. like you know I'm I'm sad that I get to be at that no I'm but like, like that what you think that margin, like but, but like that like thing that happens to so many people right. where like you get entrenched you got these responsibilities that right. you've never had and, and along with that comes the pay the bills right. everything that leads to something that you know does I don't I'm trying to not use the word trap but like it's really flings you yeah. to that environment whether it's good or bad but like it it it, it, it Definitely is adverse to any sort of nomadic right. experience, and and which is totally a shame. But it's, it's something it's yeah. it, that happens to so many of us, and right. that's why, you know, I hear a lot of people in this city, and like I get it, like this city's not easy. It's tough. You get jaded sometimes, and like you, there's, it is. you know, you don't you don't you, you don't get a grill sometimes. I mean, sure. you know, you don't get a deck you know some people don't get washer and dry like dishwasher washer and yeah dry, there's like you know? th- there's tough shit and you kind of yeah. kind of pay to play and i see some people get jaded and want to go like i'm i'm not one of, i actually i'm like weirdly oddly like I'm, I'm like i'm good right which is odd too for me sure. i'm like i just love it but right now but who knows what's change but like i understand that like desire that people have but i hear so many people are like yeah, I want to move and like just fucking say it for like six or seven years right. and like fucking move. Right. And like they're like, they'll come up with like all these reasons and like most of them are practical. I get it. Reasons like, not to move? Reasons why they can't or like, you know, they're not, they're just, it takes money to move. No, you. They're just lies they're telling themselves. That's, you know? Like I'm not like dismissing that it is no. tough to 
you know, you need money to get them moving, whatever it takes. But, like, don't act like it's not. If you really want it, in, 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 I'm talking about a privileged sect of people, sure. but, like, you know, people I know who are able, who have jobs, like, who can do something. Like, if you want to move, fucking move. Stop yeah. talking about, right. you know, but, like, that's what I was excited about you, because I saw a point with you guys, you know, because your wife was from this area. You, like, just as we discussed about, you're from the New England area, like, you, there was a point where I started hearing some murmurs of a change, and then all of a sudden you guys were, like, doing it, we're, right. we're doing it, I'm like, as much as, like, I'm like, like, my heart's just, now, like, with my boy Chris going, it was like, go, right, and you guys went, and, you know what, it, it happened one, I think it was a Thursday evening on 7th Avenue here in Park Slope, we were at a new ramen joint. And Which me and my one? wife were just sitting down. Which one? Um, it's, it's, it's down from Talladega. My, my culinary junkie came out. I'm like, yo, what's wrong with it's, a, it's a new place down the street from Talladega on 7th Avenue. Um, oh, yeah? I've never um, been up there. But uh, I was sitting over a... Uh, me and my wife were having a ramen bowl, and my daughter was there. And I just said to her, let's just go, you know? And and that, that and then everything from that moment on yeah. was about the next thing, which was going, you know? Yeah. So, so, you know, what I've learned as someone who later on in their adult life has been faced with these sort of difficult decisions and maybe lived a bit of a sheltered head down, you know, in the sand, not looking up kind of life when they were in their young adult years was that just like, you know, just, just believe in your heart what you want to do and listen to it and make it happen. Don't come up with excuses for why you can't do it. And yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah, you might have to make some sacrifices. Yeah, you might piss off some people. Yeah. Might make some people sad. But it's your life, you know? All and you, got. you only have one chance to All do it. You have. As far as I know, you know? Um, it, it, that, and that's the thing. Like when you say this, I have one life. As yeah. far as we know. And, and you like, know what? It comes down to, I don't want to have any regret. That's what it comes down to. You're, you'll always be left with regret. You don't want that regret. I don't want that kind of regret. I, like, I didn't. You know, what, I don't want to do those what ifs, you know, because yeah. you know everything that led up to me moving away from New York City, you know, it all happened for a reason. Because I think because of it, I met my wife, and you know we yeah. got married, and our friendship blossomed. I and we think started what this, was so. really cool about you two in, in, in talking about this move uh, is that like I feel like you both not just needed it, we're ready yeah. for it. We're definitely ready. How's yeah. it going? It's going awesome. It's a cool it's city, fantastic. right? Fantastic, yeah. It's, it's uh, a great city. There's a, there is, you know, a difference to it, yet a similarity to here. You know, yeah. there's a culturally, I'd say it's it's just as deep, albeit a little bit weirder. You know, yeah. Um, and I, I don't find it very threatening. It's, it, it's a very non-threatening kind of weirdness. You know, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I like that. And um, well, how are you gonna go to, from Brooklyn to yeah, Portland yeah. and feel threatened yeah. by any like? It's, it's, you've it's, seen those mustaches, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and you know, you know, some, sometimes things can be a little bit unsettling here sometimes, you know. So, and it's, it's so soon, like it's yeah. almost like something like next time you're back, I'd right. really love to like dig it because like I one thing, and like I don't mean to act all like sagey, like I know from moving, but like like I have answered a little bit and like. I remember any time I made, um, like, a knee-jerk uh, comment about, like, my experience, like, within the first month. Sure. First six months. Right. I, like, I, like it, it, that never was, in hindsight, what 
I really felt about the place or what was going on. But I've always said when people move somewhere and like, you know, maybe I hear them bitching or something. I'm like, it's a year. Sure. If after a year you, you're ingrained enough and then you can like actually talk on it. It's like, it's so, right. so early in your experience that like, it's just like how, like what you know, I mean, cause like, you there's, know, there's, new, there's still new things going on right now. I'm still basking in the glow of the newness. You know? Yeah, but, exactly. That, you know, which is awesome too. For me, like, it's great because it's a lot of, it's a lot of new experiences, things that yep. I, I haven't encountered before, which is, can be exciting. You know? Yeah. It can be, it can be inspiring. Um, I, I don't know anybody. I know like two people out there. Yeah. So I'm forced to. I know a couple of people. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm gonna line you up. They're freaks, though. Yeah. They're freaks. I mean, <laughs> what I'm doing right now. I mean, I have a kid. So I mean, that the best way. I, I I think that Portland is where the freaks go. And I've seen some crazy stuff around. Uh, you know? Yeah, and just some great minds too. I mean, like it's it's a very creative city. It's, it's a, a that's of, I was just gonna say yeah. it's it's a very very artistic and yeah. creative and in any place that um allows people to explore their creativity and walk around with, with 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 looking maybe what would be looking a little different than a suburb is cool with me man I, I mean like it, my, my next door neighbors have chickens we get eggs from them yeah they, they're growing you're not like you crazy. live in Portland proper and they yeah. got fucking chickens yeah, yeah that's like, like that's dope my neighbor behind me we have like a shared back alley in my backyard he's got a uh uh, half pipe in his backyard. He skateboards and surfs. He's a graphic designer. Go ahead. Like, you know, like my neighbors on the other it's, side of me. They're like, like uh, I'm sorry to laugh. Yeah. But like I just started thinking of Portlandia. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, because no, because all that shit is cool. And like, there's all these creative types. Like, it's all, you know, but like, it's it's like easy to laugh at. Like, it's, it could be like you could be making a comedy special, right. but like, like joking about the, like the Portland scene or the, or the Brooklyn scene. Same type of jokes. Like, it's, you know, he's got a half plate, he's got chickens, yeah. he's got bees, he right. raises honey, right. yeah. you know, like, raises yeah. honey. But, they, but listen, listen, over, overall, like, the, the glow is still there, and I'm still very happy, and I hope I hope it continues, you know? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm it will. A, it will only get, the, the experience will be enriched by the right. relationships you make there, and right. it's just, it just be, but like, I want to, you, like, we, we were just, we, I don't, this is, we're, we're labeling this as part of our unhinged podcast, sure. so... We're going to go where we may. Um, but we did. We were talking about the 6,000, rounded up 6,000 number. You drove out there with your father. Yeah. I still think a road trip across America is as essential. We're talking about change. I sure. think change is essential sure. um, to growing and to experience. A road trip across America should be like, like... Not a right like like a right of passage kind of thing. No, it? more than that. Like you like have to like everyone. Yeah. Everyone has to. Everyone of all race, creed, money. Like there should be something. We should have a system set up where we make sure that everybody. This is my like ticket. My my presidential campaign is based on everybody getting a road trip across. My, <laughs> no, it's the, the getting to set sail. Uh. On, uh, uh, on a boat that is, you know, whatever. What did you drive across? In? What, did you have a car? Yeah, I took a car. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so, let's get so, specific. You know, let's, let's just say this. Like, yeah. I think that it was an amazing experience. I got to share 
we calculated it basically almost 48 hours in the car with my dad, if you break it up. 48 so, hours. All right, let's do the math. Out of all the 48 driving. hours was driving? Full on driving, so. What was the time frame of the whole experience? Six days. Okay. So, and those, those were long days, because six days is, is, is pretty much basically not leaving very much 48 time. 48 hours is not a straight shot. Driving, like, we calculated you were, like, the amount of time we were in the car driving, you know? Okay. So, no, no, what I'm saying is 48 hours is not it's not going straight from New York to Portland. You were choosing cities along the way. Yeah, yeah. We, we took a northern route. So, okay. you know, we went up by the Great Lakes and then went up through, like, the Dakotas and, you know, across. You go to the Badlands? Yeah, I went to the Badlands. Yeah. Saw, Dropping through the Badlands. Um, Devil's Tower. It was Saw, like, Mount bliss. Rushmore. Um, went to a couple state parks. <laughs> you, you went to Mount Rushmore? Yo, yeah, my dad wanted to go there. It was, yeah. it was, it was really cool, is man. It, is it, like... It's cool. Yeah. And, and like, it's cooler than I, I, I like think, isn't it? people shit on it because it's just, like, these, like, four guys carved into a mountain. But yeah. when you're there, it's like, wow, that's actually pretty cool. It's, like, four it's white like, fucking... Yeah. Wigged motherfuckers, I mean, but it's cool, right? It's beautiful. The, the state parks around there is beautiful. Like, there's like wildlife everywhere. We, we camped in a national park there, Custer State Park. They have like wild buffalo roundups. Like, you know, like it's it's like America. What do you mean roundups, you know, like well, they they have like the largest um, uh, like herd of free wild buffalo. Good. You know, like, the buffalo, fact that there's still know? buffalo makes yeah. me happy. Like, and, I, like, and like and like right around this time right now, I think they do. They herd them up and like they. They call some of the herd, you know, so they can support the numbers, do some wildlife management, you know, put down some of the older and more lame animals, you know, or they, they brand them a little bit so they can keep track of them and, like, you know, do all their research and stuff like yeah. that. And it's basically do wildlife and herd or herd management, cool. you know, so. But, no, it's, you know, it's Tell beautiful. me about just the, the, the monument itself. I mean, it's, Is that all inspiring or is that just like, oh, that's kind of cool? Well, I mean... It's it's a good look. It's, I'm it's, still it's, shitting on it. It's, it's, it's a good photo opportunity, you know. <laughs> and, and listen, my, my dad's from a few, you know a different generation. He's a big American history buff, you know. Yeah. Like he was really super excited, and I, I tried to feed off of that, you know. No, and, no, yeah, no, and it was it's, great, it's, you know. Like something. he was really excited because, like, what you do is you do this, you do this, this, this drive, which is a very specific drive that is designed to actually take you to um, Mount Rushmore but yeah. it takes you I think it's called like the Iron Mountain Drive or something like that it's so and amazing and I'm, I'm it's a stunning drive that uh, so I've been to a lot of national parks and uh, I think maybe it says something about the American cult- car culture but like you go up to uh, what's the one in Montana um I'm not sure what you're talking about uh, there's a lot in Montana no the uh, it's, it's one of the major national parks it's um uh, Big Sky Country, whatever. Sure. The uh, I'm like really angry at myself. I can't think That's of it. Okay. But, but uh, the the part it's like there's a drive based around like you can hike, you drive, can hike, yeah. but like the thing you do there. Is is drive around and like right. like right. Well, I mean, that's what we did. Don't I mean, like, drive. So like like, like, like we drove. We, we we camped overnight one night in this Custer State Park. We set up our tent. You know, and then we got up early in the morning, at like seven o'clock in the morning. We got on the road, and we did this drive, and it was through the forest. Uh-huh. It, it, it was all. It was these tunnels that were punched through the mountains, and the tunnels totally. were just wide enough for a car to get through, just tall enough for a small bus. And each tunnel was designed so that as you exit the tunnel, you had a closer and closer viewpoint of Mount Rushmore. Yep. 
So it's really cool. Well, that, yeah, that's what, was was what, I, what I was thinking of distance, was, was you know? Glacier National Park, oh, National which is like you feel like you're at the yeah. top of the earth. It's it's right. remarkable. It's stunning. But you yeah. would think, like the last thing you think of when you're what feels like the last, the final frontier right. is like driving, but like the best way to do it. And just like your experience, they've really set it up for a car experience. Sure. I, so I think, I think what I really liked about driving from New York City yeah. to Portland, Oregon is the fact that I got to see the landscape change. I got to see, I got to go from the East Coast. I got to drive, you know, up to the Great Lakes regions. Mm-hmm. You know, I got yeah, to finish see. finish your, your your trip. Well, that's one thing that we do get when you do my mandatory drive across road trip across America is uh, there's no culture change. Like when you go around Europe, there's a culture change. Sure. But there is the landscape change is fascinating. So uh, what, what what was your drive? Geography wise, it was it yeah. was stunning. You know, you know, like I, like I said, I I, uh, I headed west, you know, out of the city, and uh, me and my father got to Detroit, Michigan, like midday the second day. We did like eleven hours, like a straight shot out there. Yeah. You know, drove about seven hours um, out of the city. Did you stay downtown? Uh, no, no. We actually just stopped in Detroit just for a few hours. We have some. Oh, yeah. We have some family there um, on my on my uh, sister's husband's side. Last so. time I went to the Final Four of college basketball, can't think of the year, about five years ago or something. Um, and I knew it was depressed, and I, I'm not talking sure. about Detroit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's parts of it that it, are very. De- I didn't realize because I've been there a bunch beforehand, but I, it's like it was a period of time it passed between. I didn't know gambling went in there. Sure. When I got there, and it was at night, and uh, we were parking, we were getting ready to go to the game, uh, and I saw all, like all like the, the like buzz of like the lights from like the new casinos and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When you talk about felt, downtown Detroit, yeah, it yeah. felt which is like the, it's like it's horribly depressed and like but like. It felt like um, Back to the Future too. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, well, that's like, a huge tax base for them, you know. So, so I mean, really, I mean, they're trying. Yeah. They were trying. But what, what, I, I wanted to go there because I, you know, my sisters got married, and her her husband, he's from the Detroit area. So, uh, and so we, we went out there. Um, you know, I, I it's a little. I wish you're, I could tell you exactly where it is. You're supposed to answer like thirteen miles. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> Don't you just you know, answer it, miles? It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Seven miles outside. Of seven. The city. Um, <laughs> seven. No, but they're, they're wonderful people. They're, they're, they're super nice, and um, I want you know, me and my father wanted to see them again and get to know them. A oh, more. so you stayed with your wife's, your sister's husband's wife. Your sister's family. husband's family. We didn't stay with them. We just had lunch with them at, okay. at, at like a brewery. Right. Um, but uh, and then next door to the brewery was Jack White's um, record label. Third music Man, store. yeah, Third Man. So I, I can't, you know, I, I wanted to see them, but I really wanted to go to Third Man. Yeah, me the Third Man. Third Man was awesome, and like I went there. It's right. This is right about the time that the yeah. acoustic albums. Have you listened to some of that? Um, I've heard some of it. So it's, awesome. You, you, yeah, you can. You, you're supposed to cry. Yeah, you have to cry. Am I the only one crying? You can cry. <laughs> so, so I, I, you know, I went to Third Man's, uh, Jack White's record shop. Like that place is phenomenal. I bought, I bought some vinyl. Um, they, they got a machine that will actually make records there. Like it's so cool. They, they, they have this old fashioned listening that, stall. Cut, that's cutting into uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But so, so it was great. You know, like so. Then you know, we, we we stopped in Detroit for a few hours, and then we got back on the road. And, you know, we started heading west next? through the great, great Lakes region. We made it out to. Um, um, 
uh, Notre Dame. We sat, we went out to Notre Dame, went to the university. Yep. Checked out the stadium. Touchdown, like Jesus. Yeah. Um, I know, went there, but isn't it fucking? It, it's no, there's not much going on there. There's you know? not much it, going it, on. I, my, my drive. I went and visited a family member in Chicago. Yeah. And we went to. We decided to go to a game. And like the drive from like like you know basically yeah. like Chicago down to Notre Dame was intense. I forget the industrial town you drive through. Oh yeah, you know what? It's I, I, in... I, I gotta say there was for the people who live out there. Um, I have a lot of respect for them because well, it, it 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 felt to me like a huge culture shock because it's yeah. nothing I could I could ever relate well, to. Uh, I can't imagine growing up there. You it's, know, well, it, it is. I mean, it, it one of the cool things about college towns and. Um, as someone who loves our environment so much, it's, it feels a little weird to say this, but like, I think it's so cool that college, like some of the best college towns in America are hard to get to. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you think about the Wisconsin's, the right. Bo- like Boulder's out outside of Denver, yeah. Blacksburg's way yeah. far from DC. Uh, it's just, the, they're, they're in remote areas sure. and maybe Texas ain't, uh, you know, Austin, Texas, like there's some of the coolest college yeah. towns are in like weird spots, yeah. and right, I agree. that's I mean, cool. It was, it was definitely. I think, I think you know. What Not we, that Notre Dame's a cool college. No, town. no, no. I mean, <laughs> listen, listen. I only yeah. spent twenty. It's just hours something. There, you know? to see. It's something to see. We, we, we went and saw the college. Yeah, I went. I got to go to a game there. The, never going back. They're never. rebuilding the All stadium. Good. You know, like let's are they put some money into it? Yeah. We actually went there because my father wanted to go to the uh, Studebaker Museum, which is a, a, a car manufacturer. Um, they've been they were manufacturing cars. They don't they don't do it any longer. Yeah. But uh, it started off as like a covered wagon manufacturer back in like the late 1800s and stuff like that. And then they went through wagons into like steam cars, electric cars, like when the new when uh, um, the uh, um, you know when gasoline-driven engines came yeah. out, and then Studebaker cars were, like, you know, famous in the 50s How did 60s you not like use that. the word horseless carriage? Yeah, horseless carriage, exactly, yes, yes. Uh, uh, but, I was um, listening to something the other day, they were talking about <laughs> yes, how when, the they first, carriage, yes. when they first started, like, like they, they were just, like, these things were scaring, right. like, not just, like, the horses in town, but, like, people in town, so yeah. they had, like, a guy with a flag who would walk into, like, a, in front of, like, all the early horses so here, waving, just letting them know. What that, is this sorcery? Right? Yeah, what is what is this wizardry? Yeah. What what sort of wizardry? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think about that. Yeah, um, but the, the Studebaker, Studebaker as, as a car company uh, is like a slice of America's past. You know, it's, it's like a ghost of America's past. It's history. Like you know, over a hundred years of car of vehicle manufacturing. You know, going from uh, like carriages that were used to go and settle the country, all the way out to like you know, classic cars of the yeah. 60s and 70s, like sports cars, you know, that like the family yeah, wagons. Yeah, things, like things that, are like, part of like manifest destiny yeah, or right. like fucking... And, and then all the way up to like the American dream all, car. All, you know, all like, the way up to like making out in the back seats right, of fucking exactly. really nice cars. So it was really cool. I mean, they had some really forward-thinking designs. I mean, you know, they they ultimately failed as a company, but, you know, there were some really cool-looking cars yeah. there. And um, so, you know, they had like the carriage that Abraham Lincoln rode in before he was shot, you know, yeah. like they had like a lot of historical, uh, cause back in the day and, uh, and you know, whenever the day that was back a long <laughs> time ago, maybe it was a Wednesday, you know, like that was like the premier manufacturer of like 
horse-drawn carriages. Yeah. You know, like, like, you know, if you were somebody, you had a Studebaker carriage and like that. You know, so that's, there's those a lot of Those were the dude. The, that was yeah. the Ferrari. Right, exactly. Maybe yeah. not even just the, the Ferrari. The horse-drawn all, Ferrari. Was, yeah. maybe, was it all you can get? Was there like a... Like, no, like, it was yeah, like they're a Ford they, of Studebakers. I don't were, know. Not, I'm like they were well known and they could manufacture what you wanted. They had, you know. Yeah. So, but anyway, so you know, like so, you know, we went there also. <laughs> I turned to you for a second, like you were the expert on on, on horse drawn yeah, carriages. That, that'd be my father. <laughs> but they had some really cool looking cars, man. Cars that I would I would like to see this day on the road because it was they're really cool. Looking. Yeah. Um, car I like to own, you know. So, but you know, like you know, so well, so you do the Studebaker. Right, and then, you know, we uh, struck out from there and uh, <laughs> got back on the road, went through the Great Lakes region, getting out into the Great Plains, you know, and, you know... There's just, just a lot of driving there. You know, like, you know, we went to, we went to towns and cities <laughs> that, if I told you about them, I wouldn't be very much else to say, you know, yeah. so... Um, no, but, you know, I, mean, I guess that's the point. It, it was a little bit discouraging. You Montana? What, what, what was yeah, we went to Montana, yeah. Uh, we, were, we were in uh, Missoula, uh, Montana. Fun, huh? um, we drove through, like, Butte and Bozeman and stuff like that, you know, like, we went through the there. Butte, Butte has the testicle festival. Yes, yes. The Rocky Mountain Oyster Festival. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it, you know, it, it overall... I would eat a testicle. I know if you deep fry anything, I'll get you know. Yeah. So that's what, is that what they do? I think they I deep think fry. Rocky Mountain oysters, deep yeah, fried, deep, uh, deep fried or something like that. Yeah. Or lamb testicle, yeah. No, not lamb. It's it's a bull testicle, sure, right? Sure. Yeah. It's gotta be bull. Why not? You know. It's gotta be. It's Montana. Um, but you know, I got. Uh, I was driving through Montana one time, and I had a flat, so I needed a new tire. I went to the tire place, right? And with my tire, I got a steak. I, like I was given like the I like feel... like you buy you buy this tire you get a tire change here I got like a fourteen ounce steak. I really feel like the one thing that kind of frustrated me, and I'm not trying to knock this part of the country, is that when we really got out there into like the Midwest and um, some of those states where you can just hold your steering wheel straight for a hundred miles yeah. and not turn it at all, you know, and it's soybean crop, corn crop, soybean crop, corn crop, you know. It, 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 all the food options were really depressing. It was it was meat, some kind of meat or fast food, and you know like it's and, terrible. It, like yeah. even not, I mean not just to isolate the middle of America, the, like travel food in the entire country is shit. Yeah, it's like many marks are fucking candy candy. Fructose to set like there are no right. good options. Like, all, I, all the rest stations are all like Sbarro, Cinnabon, yeah. you know, like Burger King. It's like you know, it's like I mean, I I understand that trying to pebble to the lowest common denominator, and I understand them. It's just I'm probably it's, a minority, it's but just, like no, we are. It, it was frustrating, like, you know, but people, because I had everyone to eat needs stuff. I wouldn't should normally people eat. be thinking? Yeah, it's like it's like the upper, like you know, whatever. That might be looked at as like the New York mentality. No, I'm not trying to be elitist. I'm just saying that. No, but, it, no, but it's not elitist. It's, 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 it's not okay to eat McDonald's three days in a row. It's not. Like, I remember, like, I was young enough you know? uh, a couple of the first times I drove around the country. And so, like, I would, you know, eat Wendy's the entire time. But, like, now. And loved it, but like oh, you're talking about Wendy's is a different story. I, I would have yeah, killed for a Wendy's right. out there. Are you kidding me? It wasn't Wendy's out there. I, it's Wendy's is pretty special. Yeah. But I like even just traveling now. Like I want to like feel good when I get somewhere, and right. it's like it's like Bourdain. What was it? Like you just 
don't like you go fly, you fly you just don't eat yeah like you eat before or you right. like you, you don't bring eat some food in you know, it's like same thing with yeah. child but if you're going across the country like yeah. you were you, there there's nothing like the, these mini marts or mm-hmm. these like gas station places besides the fast food places because fast food you get fast food so like your other options try to go to like these mini marts in these gas stations and like try to piece something together Maybe a banana, maybe almonds, but you're not going to get shit like... A bag of chips or some jerky. Yeah. I was thinking recently about like how in like my stoner high school years, like I used to think about a 7-Eleven and go in there and like 7-Eleven was a party. Yeah. 7-Eleven is not a party. 7-Eleven yeah. is a problem. It's everything in there, everything is like, like really... What's wrong with the the, the, the factory food system right. in our country? It's like sugar. And we cars. are starting. We uh, like the country is starting to like several others are popping off, popping up internationally everywhere. They're we're we're exporting yeah. our shit. Yeah. And like the 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 our I, culture. The, and, but like our that's what's culture. so sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like our culture is I like. Mean, I, I saw a lot of it driving through the country, you know, and like I mean. You know, maybe I'm going from one liberal city to another liberal city, and I'm trying to connect the dots and say it's crap in between. It doesn't. No, but, but that's that not doesn't. What I'm that, to say. No, I'm yeah, I think like, I think we're explaining ourselves a little yeah. too much and being like because yeah. we don't want to sound like but like but like in, I think most people listen to us are understand we're like, like wanting to eat good should not be something that's like should be so oh you're from like an elite or you're from a city right. no, wanting good real. I think that's the word I need to use. Right. Is real. I want real food. I mean, there wasn't even. I want real food. You can't get what is real food. Like, right. like it's. I mean, I could have gotten as much corn as I wanted. I could have stopped on the highway and pulled fucking ear off, you know. But like, I'll, I'll, you know. Yeah, but how is that like? Uh, and I say that because like, like eating, like just grabbing. All right, say you're driving by and you see a field of corn, right? An endless, and, no, endless field. And of you're corn. like, and you're like, that's that's food, right? So, but it's not really food. It's no, being, it's being we don't know. We don't oil. know. We don't, wait, wait. For oil probably. Yeah, corn. that's what I was just to say. Yeah, we, that feed corn. Yeah, oil corn. Right. Like there was this point where, uh, like, dude, it was it was soybean crops. Yeah, corn crops. Yep, and then and they're not more all, beautiful, if I may. Yeah, sunflower crops. As far as you could Which see, sound more beautiful. Yellow but like, sunflowers, but you know what it's for? Sunflower oil. Which. I don't know anything about it. Sunflower like, oil? Wait. It's a cooking oil. Yes, but like that's all it's for? Like uh, it's, it's... Sunflower seeds maybe, but I'm pretty sure it's for oil. Okay. You know, like I mean... What is that oil? It's how... <laughs> I'm like it sounds too pure to be real. Like... Well, well, I mean, it, there's all these different oils, soybean, yeah. corn, and um, uh, uh, sunflower. They have different uh, smoke points, so you can do different things. See those two sunflowers right there? Yeah, I saw that. Those are beautiful. Those are from yeah. uh, the community-supported agriculture. Fantastic. That, uh, that. But I think they get the oil from the seeds, though, not from the flowers, you know? So Because the seeds have a lot of fat content. Yeah, they're definitely not getting up a little. Yo, there was, when I picked those up today, there's like five. You're talking about these two sunflowers these in this two mason jar on your, uh, go, in this hipster mason jar on your uh, coffee table here? Those are I like that. Stop making fun of my jar. Uh, there were six bees on them when I got them, and I'm like, are they? I'm uh, actually allergic to bees, but I'm like, you guys are coming home, they. Were they artisanal bees? They, well, they, I was like, yo, we're gonna go make some. Are you gonna bees. start being an apiarist now? I would. I would. I Well, I couldn't even. I tried to do a roof garden this roof summer. Coffee. It didn't go so well. Um, I was. 
Where else did you go? Listen, I just America, lost my train of thought. Amber Where'd you go? Wait, how'd you, yes. Like, oh, beautiful. you had a good time. You had a good time with your dad. I had a great time with my dad. We, how was the conversation? Conversation was not lacking. It was fantastic. Yeah, listen to a bunch. What do you of mean NPR. not lacking? Like you said, forty-eight hours in the car. Like I'm not talking to anyone. Me and my dad have a lot of inside jokes. We talked yeah. a lot. You know, we talked a lot of shit. You know, listen to some podcasts. You know. I played him a few of our podcasts. He enjoyed. What do you them. think? Oh my god! Yeah, he was he was he, he was proud of me. He very much enjoyed them. You know, I played some uh, um, This American Life. You know, a um, bunch of different things. You know, he got a kick out of those. So my dad isn't very technologically versed. I think I blew his mind when I plugged my yeah. iPhone into the computer. Would he ever? Car, um, you know, so would he ever? Uh, what would? What does he think about the new earbuds? Uh, probably, if you ask him that question. What do you think about the new earbuds? Um, I think Air Bud is a great movie. I mean, you know, it's, it's about like a <laughs> retriever. I mean, like, there's like three of them, you know? I, I think the original Air Bud died and they made two more. We have the new one, but. He's uh, a beautiful golden yeah. retriever. Is that about the AirPods? Aren't they. What are the, the new, new ones the new with headphones? no wireless headphones? Yeah. They're, just, they're just AirBuds with no wires. Yeah. What do you think of like the no wires? Well, I don't own them yet, but no, I think, no one does. I think, about, I think you're, about, paper, you're about to need to. I think on paper they sound exciting, you know. Yeah. I think well, I was hoping you'd say that. Like, but I actually wanted to talk ear earbud. Am I saying the wrong thing? Well, earbuds. They're, they are it, earbuds with no cords. They're they're cordless earbuds. They're, they're Bluetooth. Yeah. But what I could say is they're just one more thing for me to lose. You know, at least I with, think a lot. Of, I saw the at least with the cord mic. There's there's a like a telephone pole, and someone had. Uh, a lost. Yeah. This was not... I didn't see it in real life. It was something I see on one of these like funny Twitter pages. Like a lost... T- you know, when you lose your dog. Yeah. And it had a picture of the earbuds. And it's like, not yet. Oh, it's stapled up on the... Stapled uh, up. Uh, like, not yeah. yet. But this right. is going... I'm going to lose these things. Right. So it's two more things. But, um... I really see the only reason why I haven't lost my other headphones is because there's a long wire connected to them. Yeah. Because no, totally. I'm going to be the guy who's going to lose no. one of those, and then you're it's have like one losing idiot. change. You would lose because they're like they're 150, they're 149 dollars to get them. Well, if you but get, if you get the phone, though, they come with them. That's my question. Yeah. Are, they have to, right? I believe they do. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I know like that was the cost of them on their own. Yeah. But um, it's a lot of money to pay for. I was watching. Uh, I was watching. I think I was watching Dope in bed the other night. And, like, I was, like, kind of turning around. And, like, this is not a good thing. People shouldn't be watching anything in bed. Especially, you know, dope. the blue light. Yeah. The, another you pot. Should another be, pot. You should be going to bed. bed. You should yeah. be going. I should have gone to bed. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite like, thing at about one bed? Point, at one point, like, I, like, turned over and, like, the wire was in my way. I'm like, fuck you, wire. And, like, ah. And, like, I was. Then I thought, and I'm like, what if I just had those things? Yeah. But, um. What the, I mean, like, not, I, I've been thinking about them a lot yeah. because, like, I they're not actually new. They're just Apple's version of it. Yes, but Apple. What do you mean? What the, I, that's, I, that I've exists? I've had a pair of wireless headphones for like a year now. Wireless headphones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, wireless headphones. Right. Same. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But I, I haven't had ones that go on my. But Twitter, but they exist what they're too. doing is mainstreaming it. They're mainstreaming by, by their announcement is mainstreaming it. They're probably legitimizing it to the world. You know. Yeah. So, which is different. I got a place. You want to take a break? Yeah. It was Airbuds. All right, uh, Airbud the movie. Airbud the movie. Yes. Um, well, I'm all for wireless technology. I'm tired of fucking that, cords, Mike. I just see it as like the evolution of uh, of of technology. Like like in 
I hate the idea of like, oh, Apple's predicting what we're doing, but Apple, Apple is predicting what we're doing. They, they put jukeboxes in our pocket. They had so the biggest. Gonna, they had the biggest jukeboxes, jukeboxes in our pocket. And like that li- blows my and mind. A library still. in my pocket too. A library in our pocket, a, like a literal library in our pocket. And a that photo album. Photo album in and our an atlas. pocket. Atlas. And a dictionary. And a dictionary. Yeah. And the world. In the world. And, so there's and a reason so, why they. No, and, and like I. Let me ask you this, like, I mean, because this feels to me like the natural progression of it all, this, like, wireless, like, like this thing in your ear, like, what do you think, how do you think you're going to be listening to people, hearing people, hearing music, hearing people talk to you in 10 years? Well, listen, I personally, I want less buttons and cords. I'm very much a purist, you know. Like, yeah, I think you are more than I me. I think that's where... I do not enjoy having all, a drawer full of fucking plugs and adapters yeah. and connectors. Oh yeah, no. So so I think. But what I'm asking is like, do these? I'm wearing I'm wearing I'm wearing Beats headphones right now, so right. I can hear our podcast tape. Do these exist? These don't. These, in, in, right, I'm gonna be, I'll say 15 just to be safe. Do I think these, these do not? No, 15 years? any anything like this. What I'm saying is the yes, the, the AirPods. Yes, really. Because I think the you don't think audiophiles are purists. Will demand that they're around. Well, like a fucking vinyl. What I'm talking about is like what what is mainstream? Like you, I don't think I think these 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 wireless earphones are the beginning of like a chip or like something in our ear that like like there's no way there's no point in time with the way things are moving that like. We're gonna need. We're gonna have to worry. We're not gonna have to worry about losing those things that everyone's gonna lose all next year a thousand times. Right. Within three years, because Did you see the movie Her. Yeah, of course. Doesn't he have a little earpiece in his ear? Yes. all the time. Yes. That's her. Going. Her is gonna be just as predictive of what's coming as any of like Bradbury's works or any of the nerd works we've talked about what I'm I'm hopeful for is that her it becomes a reality you know but added to it is a little bit of Star Trek in the Universal Translator the little babble fish if I may from you know um um Oh, God, I'm totally drawing a blank here. This anyway. Is, this is your, that was your place yeah, for well, National Park moment. I, 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 <laughs> I, I couldn't I think just, of I just see the red eye from Portland, so I'm going to forget yeah. something. Um, but um, um, so long and thanks for all the fish. Um, yes. You know, so nice. the, the little babble fish, um, you know. Uh, but basically, universal translator in your ear. Yep. Um, Google already has that some technology now. That was my point of even asking that question. You can talk to someone on Google Translate. And then it'll translate it and speak it back to somebody. This is so why yes. not miniaturize it into your ear? It's so. just it's all. all I right. could be excited for that. You know? I just I, I love I, to write about that kind of stuff. I, I, I just I, I'm completely fasc- fascinated and like really pretty much obsessed with with the way technology is going to affect us moving forward. And I, and I think and I think I don't fear technology as as many many people around me do. Like it's. I I did listen to Ray Kurzweil. Um, he's a fantastic. Uh, oh, he's a fucking god. He uh, he was talking about how AI is going to like, and he's been saying this year for decades that AI is going to be a smarter, smarter than humans and be caught up by twenty twenty nine. Twenty, it's his year. Like he, the math is there. Like he's done that. That like that's his. But like, I am not. I don't fear technology as many rounds for like. 
It's like for three reasons. It's it's I find it awe inspiring. It's 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 you know so many emergent technologies and 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 things I read about and learn about. They they they, they just blow my mind. Sure. Whether it's like what's going on with virtual reality or augmented reality or just like anything with tech, but like it it's it's crazier than like, the, what's out in their market. The, Secondly, I believe that like. The increase in information and, and and the movement of it and and it, it wakes us up to the ills of the world and all and it also like shows us the opportunities are out there and I believe that this increase of um, you know information it 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 it, it strengthens not diminishes connectivity between people and I know that could be an argument you know between people but I think it has the power to bring us together and. And thirdly, I think I've given over to, like, this hope in technology so much because, um, you know how I feel about, like, climate change and the reality of it. Sure. And it's something that's, like, really affects me and I talk about it a lot. It, it's, like, I I think I'm giving over to it so hard because um, I almost believe it's our only hope. Sure. And, Wait, like, so it's, so it's so not you, only as just, like, bringing us together, but just, just like, saving our world. You think technology is going to save the world? I don't know what else would. Sure. Uh, either, either that, and I've said this on the podcast before, but either that or it's getting us off this fucking rock. Technology will save the world because it'll um, mobilize positive social change? No, not not just, not just like, that. it's a two-part thing. Hopefully technology can help help us empathize and get, get to know each other better and help us understand and the knowledge of what's going on in different places knowledge will let us you know I, I mean it's it's funny backtracking right there because like there's so much knowledge out there right now where there's so many fucking idiots that lead us to a presidential candidate we have but like I just believe that like more knowledge leads to more empathy and like that'll change so that's one thing but like the other thing is that no? We need technology to fucking clean our water, to clean our air, to like, and, and like I just said, maybe too emphatically, or if things go wrong, get us off this rock. So it's, I just, I, I like, I think I've given over to it so much because, like, I think this is a very controversial statement in in like social arrangements, but um, I'm like the last person. Who gives someone? Someone's like, uh, I'll be at dinner with someone, and they'll like grab their phone. And like, I'm sorry, give me a second. So, like, I'm like, fucking take ten. Can I pull out mine? Like, can I pull out my phone? Can like we like are we doing this? Because like, actually, I think so, that was awesome because I just had dinner with you and you were doing that, and I was very excited that you were taking the time to like engage somebody who had written you. you know? Yeah, because I know who you are as a person. And I know that you embrace it, you know. So yeah, no, it, I, I would never it, be the one to be like, "Yo, Mike, can you just?" But like, I wasn't leaving you hanging. You were hanging with my no, daughter. You like, hanging it wasn't, at all. No, it wasn't. If, fucking, if it was, if it was, if it was us, sushi in front of me. If it was us two, that was sushi. Was bomb. Uh, if if it was just us two, that phone that phone's definitely more to the side. But like, the, there was times where like I pulled it out because like you were engaging Madeline, and I was just like talking. But um, I I don't. Think I that you're just sending dick pics to people, you know. Like I know that what you're doing is important. It's someone. A couple of those weren't. weren't. <laughs> a couple of those weren't. Maybe there's one or two. No, but, but I really do. I think... What I are you see, trying to tell me, Mike? I tell think so many people are, 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 are... Like, if I'm defending people who use cell phones at dinner, that's where I'm at right now. I don't I know. really I feel like you're no, welcoming like, our robot But I'm not... Otherwise. I'm just not as hard as people, some people I know, because, like, 
Like, how do you not? And the why I say that is like, how do you not what? How do you not? Like, how am I not even picking this phone up during the podcast? Do you know what's on this thing? Like, do you know Everything. the capabilities? The world's on of that like. Thing. So this has just all happened, just like that. Like it right. just happened. Like that. Like within the last fifteen years, the world, the like literally the craziest thing that happened ever. I just saw. It. I. I'll probably talk about this movie too much for bringing it up now, but I just watched Lo and Behold, which is Warner Herzog's most recent documentary. documentary. Netflix, and right? um, yeah, it's 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 what is it like? It's I think there's like a, a tagline for it, like Reveries of the um, Internet Age or something like that, which which is kind of funny because Reveries deals with like um, you know the state of being pleasantly lost in one's thoughts. It's kind of like a daydream. So it's 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 a film that deals with the ironies of life online. So, like, okay. he goes between, like, marveling at it and scoffing at it. And, and, and like any of the best Warner Herzog um, docs, he's, he's an explorer, man. Sure. He's, he's climbing Everest every doc he makes. He's trying right. to figure out... Uh, you know, what is this? Uh, it, it, I, I was just about to do my Warner Herzog. What is this and what do you do with it? Yeah. Yeah, and so so he's, he's it's, it's, it's an exploration and, and so this is like the fastest and most game-changing, I think, and I think he thinks too, watching this, I really believe that this technology, the, in, I'll just say the internet at this point is, the most game-changing events that has occurred in most recent hum- history. I like fuck the printing press. Not fuck. I love the printing press. No, that's great. I love it. No, but no, but like I'm saying, this no. putting a man on the moon, in my estimation, has nothing to do with the creation of the internet. I agree. You know, you know it's you know crazy. It so we, we, this, we've entered a new age. Yeah. We've entered the age of man. Yeah. You know? you know, so before we were all these different, you know, time periods before, you know. We were in the crustaceous period, you know, and all these other periods where dinosaurs lived, and plants were lived, you know, and like small mammals lived. Now we're in the age of man. We're we're modifying our home. We're changing our planet. We're actually adapting it in ways that benefit and hurt us, you know. So this is the age of man, and the age of man is hyper connected because the internet. And like you said, we have. But that, our, but that age, like, like, that, like that's that, that's fucking twenty years. Like that's why, like. That's why I say we're being good, like, we're good. Like, when people are, like, looking at the phone, like, they're being good. Because, like, this has happened so fast. And it's going to happen so fast that, like, I think it's amazing that we've adapted this well. Like, how is anyone even talking anymore? Yeah, I don't know. Not through a screen. That's that's how, well, like, I say that with hyperbole. Because, like, what I'm saying is I'm in awe. I mean, such awe of what is, like... People are like, yo, where's the Jessons? Where's my hoverboard? Like, yo, we're being on... No, we're beyond that. Like, like, it's ridiculous where we're at. Like, you, you know what we are? Me and you and maybe people who are of similar ages is that, you know, me and Mike are, you know, we're almost in our 40s now. We are, I think we're the first generation raising children in the internet age. Yeah. So... You know, my daughter and your daughter are growing up. We were making videos of with my daughter tonight, and yeah. she was like, "While she's making it, she's, she's five, five, and she's like, I wonder how many comments I'm getting.' How many comments am I getting? In my video? five. She wasn't even a young five. Yeah, not so, a young five. She's like thirteen, but like she just turned five. 
It's like how many comments I go. We are raising kids in the information age, and that is a unique struggle because it all comes down to balance. Because you do not. But it's all. It, but it, but like that's where like this is where I step in and be kind of like obnoxious in the way that like is it a struggle? Because like I don't want to push back on it. Like like because like it's easy and convenient to raise your kid with. Sesame Street and Elmo had to push for a button. But why shouldn't it be able to push a button? Why shouldn't any, like, don't get me wrong. Putting a podcast, uh, putting um, an iPad in front of your kid all day, you're a lazy motherfucker. You're, if you're doing fucking, all day, you're fucking up. You're lazy. But if you're not putting a po- uh, iPad, why do you like, put an iPad in front of your kid at all, you're fucking up. If yeah. you're not introducing to this technology right. that is probably going to be intertwined with us, Literally in fifteen years, like you're you're, you're making a mistake because like right. it's things are changing and you can't right. just be like oh God's nature no right. like the the like it's it's right. we balance is crucial but it's going I mean, down I mean, man. It's, like, listen, listen, I grew up with eight track cassette tape, oh, record record vinyl, eight track cassette tape, CD. Okay. Uh, laser disc. Okay. DVD. That, did, that, that didn't last. That didn't last. That I remember the laser disc thing. All I the was... technology is almost dead right now, and now it's like almost. streaming on-demand content. It yeah. is dead. Okay. All right. And now my daughter is growing up in on-demand content. Everything in the cloud. Everything she wants is at her fingertips. You know. So I was like, how do I protect her from it, but also inform her? And that's 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 the well, true. Well, like, what you know? is it is. I feel like when people like you said we're informer and like it, yours is probably like a way of like it like a very you know uh, earnest like let me tell you how it was yeah I just feel like fucking you sound people sound old and they're like oh my god like you don't know how it was you don't remember turning the dial fuck the dial oh man who doesn't want things on demand in my day who doesn't day? want what's going on now that's not the like anything that starts with in my day almost in, uh, like in, like you're right I'm 38 I'm going to be pushing 40 and I can't handle people who fucking piss on new hip hop you don't right. get it piss on EDM I piss love on like but dude just like like just because your experience with like music at that time or your experience was so real with like turning that thing that that like them swiping like something is as real as you turning that rotary phone your all our experiences are our own at the time and they're all meaningful and like we cannot diminish a kid's experience with right. this new technology and act like they don't know what 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 they don't know is what like like the change that will happen, fifteen years from them, like they're like like them talking down to their kids, like oh you oh, you don't remember the time where you couldn't <laughs> like like go like press a button and being fucking Mars or like right. like like it just it's 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 just too easy. Well, like all throughout time, everyone thought they were in the best time ever. Everyone like I, like of course, of course. like it's a product of imagine if you were like. You get out to this shit town out in, like, Utah, and, like, you made it, man. Like, you were in, like, Boston one day, and, like, you got out, the Revolutionary War was happening, you're like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, man. I'm going. I'm going to see what's out there. You get across the Mississippi. You're like, you're like, you're like, this is, nothing is ever getting better. I'm, like, every time is, like, 
the best time ever. Sure. But, that doesn't mean you can't shit, like, it's not. I mean, I don't even swipe anymore, I just tap on my phone. What do we do? What's the why, next thing why after can't that? I tell you, is my, uh, daughter's, my, my daughter's gonna blink? Blink. Yeah. What goes after blinking? Just think? Think. What goes after that? You just are. You just be. Yeah. Now we're just talking about a whole new level of existence. Yeah, now we're right? talking. I just like... I'm, this is what you want to another, know, right? That's another, that's another podcast. This is what you want to know. But like, uh, so Lo and Behold starts, Lo and Behold, Warner Harry Size film, the moment I described earlier as bigger than a man stepping on the moon, it starts with a moment that, uh, it, it, it's 1969, right? It's and a good year. Probably a great year. <laughs> The people in 1969 thought it was the best year ever, uh, <laughs> as to my former comment. But like, UCLA is on a computer, and they developed this new thing, and they're they're on the phone to Stanford, and like, yo, you ready? You want to give it a try? You want to give this a try? And so they do the first like what's called it's basically a computer to computer situation but it's a host to host is what is what they call it sure. on October 29th using a phone line it's not that's like they're talking on the phone but this is the first time they do it through wires the internet two computers are connected like Al Gore didn't invent the internet spoiler alert I don't think anyone believes that someone believes that I think Al Gore believes someone that someone believes that Al Gore definitely believes that Al Gore truthers believe that Al <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> Al Gore truthers. Um, let me finish writing down. I'm not. I wasn't joking about writing down. Uh, they 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 sent a message. They sent a host host message from UCLA to Stanford, and that was that was. What it. was the message? It actually, it, which is funny. The movie's called Low and Behold. It was there was three letters they had to put in. Yeah. It was something like G L O. Yeah. The first one didn't work, so L O. Yeah. Was the first message so low? Lo was the first message cool. that was ever sent. So lo and behold, it reminds me of when Alexander Graham Bell first met the telephone. He was communicating with his assistant. Yeah, and he said hello, hello, and behold. Yeah, hello and behold. Is that a- <laughs> no? It's not what Alexander Graham Bell said. This is, I'm just trying to reiterate the title. Yeah, in a way that you know seems like it's cosmic. You know? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, no, which is, which is, when did he do that? When Allison and Graham Bell yeah. gave him the telephone? Yeah. I have no idea. Come on. I'm not that smart. <laughs> the second time I've looked into your eyes. I bet uh, your daughter knows. We should wake her so up. So one thing that was cool was um, at that point, like, a couple, At what point? When they, 1969, so I'm talking 1970 maybe, they, they, uh. That was seven years before I was born. They... There were so few people on the internet that they had a directory. I don't think there was an internet yet. This was this. There was. There was there an was. intranet, maybe. Whatever, man. There was. It was same. They're the same thing. They're the same idea. It's not the same idea. Why? Tell me. Intranet is a small little like network. Yes. Of several that, computers. It, that network is intranet. just expanded. But it's just expanded. It's the same fucking thing. Just okay. expanded. Okay. They, it, but at the point that it was an intranet. They had a directory of everybody on the internet. Okay. Which is like, no, for real. They had a book, and, and this is a thing that they could go through. Of different computers they could call? Of, of all the people, like Dan in Wisconsin, or Dan, like, like Dan too. I know Dan in Wisconsin. So, so 
it was it was very small block. They showed the bug in the thing. Warner Herzog says like now that would be um what seventy seventy two miles long. Like the bug. The book oh, oh, the actual phone book. If everyone would now, like, yeah. if, if we had like a directory of thing, okay. which is there's like billions of of websites now. Yeah. Well, it's so, just I mean the film. Listen, things were different. Fast, if yeah. I could interject, I remember when, and this wasn't even that long ago. I'm going to say it was ten years ago. I remember dialing up on the phone modem, and people who were born a lot. Later in life, or not listen to our I have podcast. no idea what I'm talking about, yeah. but I can remember being like, "Hey, mom, are you going to be on the phone right now? Because I got to use the phone to yeah. call the internet." To use, yeah, to call so this it. is what you're talking about, though, totally. like, like using the phone lines to connect people. You yep. know, so so of course there's a phone. There's, there's a phone quote, right? Unquote yeah. book, but this phone book has they had a directory. It's the early people on saying. the internet, right? Yeah. All right, I'll give you that. But the film was fascinating in that, like it, it like. It, it, it is something that, like, I'm captivated with. I'm going to watch talk, it. it. talks about, you know, how terrified people are about the internet and also... Or, Why are they technology. terrified? I mean... Are they terrified about, like, the nefarious uh, propensity for what it could just do like, for harm? Just, I mean, more... Or like yo, no, not as much. Because you could... They, he could have gone down that road about, like, the ways in which people could hurt each other. Uh, I don't think that was his point. I think his point was more internet than technology. Do you okay. know what I mean by that? Like the separation there. So like, like my Amazon order won't arrive by Christmas Eve, which is terrifying. Just, which in itself is anxiety. But like the music. fucking balloons from earlier. <laughs> fucking pissed about that. Five hundred balloons. Who so needs balloons? I've been waiting for this hour and a half puff to, to come, come back. Down there. I'm glad we got it here. So, but uh, yes. but also they, they do they do go into. Um, Drunk delivery? Only, not only the people... Fuck drunk delivery. Um, people terrified by it, but, like, optimists like me about it. And, but, like... But what, 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 but what, made me, what made me think of is, like, and I think we're kind of there. Like, um, we did Letter to the Internet, part one. Do you want to do part two with us? I already have Chris Campagnoni on board and Alan Fox. They want to do it. Will you do it with us remotely? Uh, I really we're gonna, we're gonna do Letter to the Internet was my favorite You're talking podcast. about our previous uh, podcast, podcast. Letter to the Letter yeah. to the Internet. That was fantastic. We talked about everything we're talking about. I think like one of the reasons they I mean it came from like their works of poetry. Their, well they're also a little bit younger than us, so it's great too, because they have a very They are, aren't they? Yeah. They're about I, I give them ten years on us, so they have unique perspective. No way. We look, Seven years. We look good then. Seven, we look good, yeah. <laughs> I agree, I agree. Uh you down with that though? Oh. Let's do a little bit. Remote offline. Where's that hip hop? Is that out the window? Yeah, I think there's some people driving by. Plus some hip hop. It's, um, it's a hot summer night in the city. But I was thinking of how much I love technology the other day. So like, I get off, I get off the inter- uh, off the subway. I was about to say I get off the internet, um, and I get out. I'm, I'm at 34th Street. I'm going to the garden to see Louis Louis C.K. and I get out of the subway onto that was Sixth Avenue right there, and it's fucking crazy. I look up, there's like five helicopters swirling above me. There are police lights everywhere. There are cops running around. Where are you like, in the city on Sixth Avenue? Where? Just getting off of like, Gurley Square. Oh, okay, yeah, sure, sure. Like, so right overhead where helicopters just buzzing? Like nine. Like I said, six, nine. nine. Like the cops everywhere, drawing out lines, people with their phones out. 
there was so much tension there. It was so scary. I, I was like, what the hell is going on? But I was able to pull out my phone right away and, and like, look up. And it was a, that, that guy with the, the, the cleaver who, like, a uh, guy so, like, at night. like, Google News updates and everything. Yeah, I just, I did, I just, yeah. I, I was right. basically, like, I'm missing It phone. was a guy who got shot by the police because he pulled a cleaver on that traffic yes. cop. Yes, Right. That was, and, like, it was right, it happened five minutes before I got off the train. It was right there. And, like, I got out and, like, holy fuck, what the fuck's going on here? But what's funny is um, while I was, like, checking my phone, so I, so I was walking a little bit because I was walking away from him. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm the fuck. I'm the, I love there's this guy, away. there's this black man, older black man, so well-dressed, like, blue jacket, white, like, fucking crisp pants, hat. He was just stand there, and he was like, he's like, and, like, people were like, everyone's getting off the train, just like yeah. me. And like, yeah. what happened, what happened? Yeah. And he took it upon himself for some reason to be the town crier to let people know what's going on. He's like, look. I love town that, criers. He's, he's like, look. There was a shooting. No, no, wait, no, no, no. Backwards. Look, there was a stabbing, and there was a shoot. And like in that order. In that order. And like I was like, oh damn. I love town criers. No, and then like people, like I could see him because I like I kind of watched it. I was fascinated by him. Yeah. So I walked by a little bit, and he, he stood there, and he was staying there. So other people getting off the train behind me, and he's like, people like, what's going on? He's like, I got you. There was a stabbing. God bless him. And the shooting. But like, but I was thinking there, I'm like, how natural is that? I'm like looking at my phone, like, like, like he's like. Do you remember when we were living here and the hurricane came through? Remember when the lights Shannon? went out? Yeah. Remember when the lights oh, went no, out? Oh, no, the blackout? I wasn't here for the blackout. Yeah. Oh, you weren't here for no. that? I remember I, like, like, you know, I live, I lived in Brooklyn then and I worked in like Midtown, you know, and like I couldn't get to the city because the subways were flooded. Yeah. I could only take a bus to like 34th street you know and then like over by like heartland brewery and stuff like that you know like and everything above that had no power but everything in lower manhattan had power i would have loved it if there was a guy with a bell and a newspaper and a town crier Being saying like yeah if you want to go uptown you can't do it yeah. this is what you got to do there because was a stabbing and it's true that's all. That's a what hurricane came for. through. There's I, no power. I love. Like, if you want to go there, I don't do it. Ride that your bike. He took like yeah, like pride and like because like everyone was. Like, I want to go back to the town crier days. Town crier. I want to. I want more. What I was going cries. to see was Louis though. Like Louis C. Louis? Town crier. No, he, we Louis C. Candies. <laughs> I mean, town crier. Louis C. Candies with town crier. Louis, I know Louis C. Louis Candies is the best. A bad man. He it was. It was at the garden and um, between him and Jim Gaffigan, I, I don't know who my favorite pasty white uh, male. Yeah, with with Albino, he put on a marathon set. It was beautiful. Like he had the entire garden. In the palm of his hands for an hour and forty minutes. I feel I feel like Dane Cook, like, uh, like not to be crass, but like he like you know like popped the cherry on MSG like yeah. shows, you know, like Dane ever Cook since then like more shit than he deserves. Aziz Azari's done it, yeah. you know, like Jim. Uh, sorry, not Jim Gaffigan. Um, uh, who did you go and see? Louis Louis C.K. You know, like, but you know, like, like I would love maybe like fifteen years ago seeing. Like, uh, Jerry Seinfeld yeah. at, like, MSG, you know? Like, why can't a comedian in the 90s no. command MSG? Like, what's going on? It's, you know, like- it's, it's, it's awesome to see. Like, Louis recently was, was talking about, like, how he believes... I love his TV show. It's well, so that's cerebral. Not, that's kind of where I'm going. Like, yeah. he's, like, stand-up 2016 to 2011... 
That math is not up. 2006 to 2011. My mom's a math teacher. I hate math. 2006 to 2011. It's like that's when I was hot with stand up. Yeah. But then I get like the TV blew me off. Like like changed things. But like no, it's now. We, I saw it. We, I what, saw it. But what blew him off? Like the HBO show or Louis? What's he talking about? Like he's the, not talking about Louis. He's talking about like. No, he's talking about Louis, not the HBO show. Not the HBO show, all right. Yeah. Because that no, was his like, formative no, years. Like, when he really got into TV, yeah. like, it was after 11, yeah. so it'd be, like, but 11 to now. shit. That shit's so 11 good. is delicious. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. Um, I want to bring up every bit that he did, but, Let's like, just talk about every bit. Every bit, yeah. The first game, just, we talk uh, about every single type of food in America. Like, let's just do But it. I think it's more important to urge, at this point... Any person who is unsure who to vote for right now. Louis C.K. for president? Louis C.K. No. I. Jim Gaffigan for VP? How about that Pacey White ticket? (laughs) Pacey White hashtag Pacey White ticket. I'm into it. I I just think that. uh, I'm I'm, I'm just not okay with protest posters. Voters yeah, right I know, now. I know, I know. It's like it's it, a bit depressing because it's throw your vote, vote, one, throw your vote away. One third of young voters right now are leaning towards a third party candidate. Of course they are. No, because like I was like I, I remember like remember candidate. the Nader days. I was like I didn't vote for him because I like yeah, but Nader. I didn't. I didn't feel. Nader, I love what Nader did before, but I didn't feel him. But like, but this feels like a fucking nightmare. And more than that, this feels like a national emergency. Like, the point in time where we can't... I just fucking flipped from Louis C.K. to politics, but can, can, can we just do a whole different podcast when the debates come out uh, about politics? Because I'm passionate, but I just don't have the energy right now to, totally. like, genuflect All into, I want to uh, say is it's a national emergency. We act all right. right. Um, so, basically, think about this. You've got a pair of Velcro shoes, which are Velcro. too tight on your, on your feet. Yep. And you have a pair of high tops... Which are too tight on your ankles. What do you choose? They're both terrible options. But one of them has to run your country. You know what you do? You don't wear any shoes. You just fucking abstain and you don't vote. And that's a terrible thing, you know? Because your feet are going to get cut the fuck up. Because your feet are going to get cut the fuck up. They're going to get cut the fuck up. So you know what? Look, I said it last time we talked about this. It's a trick. It's a bullshit trick that leads us to the same old shit. But this is a national emergency. She's a Pneumonia prone alien. I'm not gonna say anything good about her, but like you basically a flesh mask, and we have to choose one or the other. I'm I'm so sorry. We didn't even go out there. I think that's a little bit too crazy. We didn't go out there. End this right now. Not before I talk about some of the dope work at ATM right now. So, Chris, thank you for coming through. Um, but hey man, before I will travel we go, 3,000 miles anyway to talk about politics. At across the margin, else. or politics for three minutes before we realize we're too oh, I also said, or anything else. Um, at across the margin these days, we have excellent works of fictions by T. Cowell, uh, who bookended this week. Um, T. E. Cowell writes beautiful sh- it's, uh, short oh, stories. It, it's, it's like a, t- it's like a, it, it's, it's like a slice of Americana. It's like it. it, it there's nothing. 
He's from the West Coast, though. He writes a lot from uh, He's Washington. He's from Seattle, man. Yeah. yeah. I got to go up there and look him up. You have to, man. Him, uh, no, I'm I'm all about us putting him on We should on do blast. a West Coast show. Yes. You fly out, stay in my house. Yeah. T. Cal comes down. Can, yes. I'm in. Can I bring our helium tank? Bring a helium tank. Um, we also have a new podcast uh, recently with Ray and D. We're Seneca Rebel. That's all awesome, uh, ATM uh, Publishing. That's great stuff. Yeah, I thought Seneca's awesome. We're, 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 like, I, 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 I need to talk book. to you, but like, I, like, I want to do book too. She wants us like it's 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 not just a book. It's a fucking like, up for another time. Like check. Um, it's not just a book. It's a state of mind. You know, like it's it's we're putting this on screen, man. What would you uh, do if everything you believed in wasn't true? I mean, like it's crazy. You know, that's, like, and just like it, it, it's that's the thing. Like it's like. Simplistic sort of writing, and I'm not taking anything from Ramson. It actually takes like strategy to write simplistic in that way. Uh, fucking Hemingway wrote simplistic. Fucking, I saw a bar, went to a bar. Like it's not. I'm not. <laughs> so my Ray, I just compared. I just compared you. It's actually people should write more like that. But uh, but like the deeper message going on there is fucking amazing. But so at. Across the margin, we're going a little lengthy here, but like recently we had an amazing work of fiction by um, uh, Marsha Epic Harris that like parallels baseball and infidelity. You love that. Oh, I love you that. You love that. You like like I liked it. Like, and I think I like it more now. And like, like, but like you were like that is like that is like the most refreshing drink of water. Like. It was a well-written it's piece so of well. and, and I mean, like you'd, you'd forget about the analogy, the baseball analogy, and then she'd hit you with it. Like, God bless her. Yeah. She's a gem. If you guys go to the site, please check her out. And she then, wrote and an amazing recently, piece of fiction about love and hurt and finding love again. And recently we had a piece of um, nonfiction that examined the effect of white privilege on a mixed-race child by... Melissa uh, Hunter Gurney. I hope she writes for us more. She's, I would love to read more. From it's her. called She's Witches amazing. Beyond the Pot. She's fucking amazing. High five. High five. She's, She's great. fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also a piece um, in kind of in the same vein by Christine Stoddard, who's also fucking amazing. She's uh, great. La Hija in Spanish class. Whatever. I appreciate her perspective. Which is from, you know, yes. a Latin American She tried viewpoint. to be white. And she tried to be white. She tried to be white in college. You don't often encounter a person who's trying to... No, that would admit, like, that type of shit. It was, yes. it was amazing. To be as open, yes. I fully enjoy it. Uh, that's it. We're done here. Chris. Yeah. Mike. Thank you. I'll Welcome be back, back. Here soon. Fly back and do this podcast with us. Or fly that's back why and we see me That's why we went long. That's why we went unhinged. I don't... Anyone who's still with us right now, I fucking love you. Yeah, I love you. We love you too. Don't just just keep this in mind. Across the margin, where the sentence ends is where the stories just begin. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Across the margin. Across the margin.